Welcome to our podcast. Talk to me, sister. I'm Kathy. And I am Sarah. And we are twin sisters documenting our surrogacy journey, discussing women's health, motherhood, and all the details that led us here. Our mission is to not only educate and inform, but to spread joy and hope through our story. Thanks for following along. Hey guys, it's Sarah and Kathy from Talk To Me Sister Podcast. We are recording live from Mexico. We are on our baby moon and Kathy and Alex are with us and it's been really fun. Um, We wanted the boys to sit down with us. We kind of talked them into this, but they've been great and willing to tell their side of the story. So let's get some introductions going. (laughs) We're a little giggly, but times are fun here in Mexico. So, um, Alex, you go first. Hey, Sarah. Hey. (laughs) Tell the people who you are that don't know you. Okay, my name is Alex Stoner, Kathy's husband. Uh, Let's see. We've been married for 13 years almost. And listen, we all go way back. Way back. Ask me how far back we go. How far back? <laughs> I don't even know how many years, but it's been a long time since like middle school. Like so maybe prepubescent. Is that what you say? Is that the word? Yes, yeah. That is probably. <laughs> <laughs> like braces. But Richard, he's he's owning it. I don't know about me. I can't remember, but. <laughs> um. Wow, y'all been married for thirteen years. That's really wild. I'm trying to do the math. We're thirty three. That means. I don't know, but wow. (laughs) (laughs) That means we got married when we were 20, and we've been together since we were 14 years old. So sweet. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and we have obviously, we all went to the same middle school and high school, so. So I've, yeah, I've been a part of y'all's family for 20 years almost. Yeah, you're like a bro. Bro. Totally bro. Yeah. Um, Richard. Put down the cerveza. (laughs) It's your turn. Buenos dios, everybody. (laughs) You can't say that? that No, it's fine. You're good, you're good. good. Keep going. Say it again, say it again. Buenos. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you just be, hold on. Tell the people, tell the people who you are. (laughs) I think it's Diaz. Oh my gosh. We have to be politically correct on here. Okay, Richard, tell people who you are. Buenos dias, everybody. It's Richard. I am the dad. Sarah's husband. Charlotte's daddy. And I've known Kathy and Alex for a good while. Probably 15 years. And you and I have been married for how long? We've been married going on six years. That's good that you remember it. Yeah. Okay, so let's dive in here because we're going to give Alejandro the floor and then we're going to talk to Ricardo and get some (laughs) input on the surrogate husband side of things and the intended father side of things. But I'm going to reiterate so we're in Mexico on our baby moon, and it's so much fun to all be here together. It's, we've, you know, it's mm-hmm. just been a blast. So, 
Let's dive in, Alex. Um, you're my brother-in-law and also correct the father of my baby mama. What should we call you? Like a surrogate daddy? Yeah, is that what it is? Oh, what is? Because yeah. I'm the surrogate mother, so you're the surrogate father. Oh, you're my <laughs> surro mama's baby daddy. Maybe. Mm, I okay. like that. Well, people, yeah, we'll people figure know. it out later. Okay. Um, but so Kathy and I get tons of questions, obviously, just about the whole experience, and it's obviously not. A very natural thing but it's wild and crazy and we're excited and a lot of our questions really pertain to you guys mm-hmm. a lot of people are like well what is Alex how did Alex feel about all this you know how's Richard feeling with Alex and how did they have that conversation and so we've taken some polls on Instagram and just taken notes of what people have asked us mm-hmm. and we have some questions for you okay. so first when Kathy first approached you about surrogacy, like initially, um, and I guess when we, I guess when she prepped you before we kind of all had the conversations, yep. uh, what was your like initial first thought? Did you think she was cray cray? Were you like, absolutely not? Like, or, you know, what was your first feelings? It definitely wasn't an absolutely not. Um, <clears throat> I remember, I mean, we got to re- go back like this was after your cancer journey and a lot of ups and downs and Kathy had been with you through that whole process like Mm -hmm. by your side through all that and so I know that she had been looking to support you and walk with you in that journey and so it wasn't an out of the blue thing Mm -hmm. you know for her to bring it to me Um, and so because of all that, you know, my heart was kind of warmed up to the idea, I think anyway, so it wasn't a absolutely not, but it also was kind of a big thing to think about and process. And I think my initial response that night that she told me about the idea was, yes, you should do that if you're a good candidate. It seems like a really cool thing for for us to talk about doing. So let's explore it. Yeah. Oh. And I'll say, this is Kathy, I'll interject about the way Alex makes decisions in general is it's very rarely, like I'm one who's like, yes or no, like really quickly. Like right. I don't have to think about things. <laughs> I know like in my gut initially like what I want to do, not that it's always... Like, you should make decisions that way. I'm not yeah. <laughs> saying that. When you guys were house shopping, you were like, it's the best house ever. Let's make an offer. Yeah. And Alex was like, wait, wait, let's see like three more. Alex wants to make pros and cons <laughs> lists. Thank, yeah. thank goodness. He usually pumps my brakes. So I knew that when we had that conversation that it wasn't, you know, going to be right away. Yeah, let's go. Sounds good. He's like, okay, love this. Let's think about what this looks like for our family. So it was generally how he... Mm-hmm. responded and uh, to be expected. Yeah. And so obviously it's a big ask and we'll talk about that later when, when we dive into Richard's portion, but um, Kathy and I had like a lot of previous conversations about it, but your initial thought was like, absolutely like, you know, let's do it. But obviously you got to process it and there's a lot of questions mm-hmm. and we had a lot of questions as intended parents too. So 
as you were kind of researching and you and Kathy were processing it, like what were your biggest question marks in your head or fears of like maybe why you wouldn't want to do like what were your I guess the question is what were your biggest like fears with the whole process? Yeah, I think my biggest fear all along was related to getting into it and Kathy being pregnant and things going well and then something going wrong, you Mm -hmm. know, and the possibility of losing the baby and I think some of the downward effects that that situation would bring on. Um, I think that's where my brain kept going was wondering what that would do to our family and our bigger family, our relationships with y'all and some of the long-term, you know, effects. Yeah, like how we would handle the emotional side of it or like and or guilt if something happened in the pregnancy or... more of the guilt on Kathy's part. Yeah. I think that's that's where my brain went was trying to protect her from from that because I know that would be a a long-term thing to Mm -hmm. for her to work through and that's so that's like such a um like it's obvious that you felt that way because like your um stance and probably the majority of this journey is like an emotional support for Kathy Mm -hmm. so that's a given that you would have that kind of concern um okay this is our biggest question we get as far as you Alex Mm-hmm. This is like hands down. This is what everybody asks. How does it feel to see Kathy's belly grow? And now we're looking at Kathy and she's got like, she's like full on pregnant. What are we this week? 20, 20, we're 24 weeks today, 24. you guys. That's so wild. And he's moving and kicking. We can like see Kathy's belly um, when she's laying out. Anyway, so how does it feel to see Kathy's belly grow and then think like, oh my gosh, that's not mine? Mm-hmm. Like, is yeah, it strange I mean, or it might be a weird answer but it's really not that strange i think we've been talking about this for so long and i've had such a long time to process it that at this point it's kind of just you know playing it out and it's really not that weird i think because i know it's not mine mm-hmm. and i know that it's y'all's um <laughs> that i don't know it's my brain is able to separate, separate, you know, so yeah, it's not that weird. Yeah. And this is Kathy. I'll say too, that this isn't the first time we've been pregnant, you know, like we've had two of our own where my body has gone through this like bump change and mm-hmm. gone back. So I think it's so startling the first time it happens where you're like, ah, <laughs> what's happening? You know? Right. But we've done this and been there and know kind of the process and so it's yeah it's not like the first time he's seen me yeah. pregnant with a bump either you know mm-hmm. totally. that helps that for does sure. yeah yeah i was earlier i guess it was yesterday when we just got to mexico and everybody was laying out and we had like some sugary drinks kathy i think you had like a virgin pina colada and he was kicking a lot and you were like richard you know feel he's kicking and i was watching richard like feel your belly and then like alex was in the pool and i was like is that, like, so weird for Alex to see, like, my husband, like, feel his wife's belly, you know? Like, it was just, like, yeah. a moment where I was, like, 
Alex is just like kicked back in the pool, like it ain't mine. <laughs> yeah, I get what you're saying, but at this point, it's like this is what we signed up for. Yeah, you know. And again, we've had so long to know that this was coming that it's just yeah. I it's not weird. I feel like with surrogacy, like the woman is so highlighted, like the surrogate is so highlighted, but like it really is a partnership, like. As, as as is a marriage. Like, you go through all of the journey together. And I think <clears throat> the man and the husband's support is just as key and important to the whole journey. Because um, the kids are involved. Emotions are involved. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Kathy again. I don't want to speak for Alex, but I've heard him say this. That it also helps that this has been a pretty, a fairly easy pregnancy on mm-hmm. my end. Like some of our other ones, with our own kid, with our first, I needed him a lot because I was real sick and I just felt blindsided, I think, by the whole process, which I think many do their first time around. So I haven't needed him as much this time. Yeah, by far compared to the first two, especially the first one, this has been the easiest one. And so, yeah, I'm more of an emotional supporter than physically when you were debilitated the first couple times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I know we're not talking about, like, my fears, but I think that that makes me really happy that this was the easiest because Richard and I, behind closed doors, like, that was one of our fears that, like, this was going to be a really hard pregnancy for Kathy. She was going to be really sick, really tired, complications. And that was going to be, like, really hard on, like, our emotions because we were, like, it's already a huge ask. So that makes me and Richard really happy that technically it's been the easiest for y'all. Yeah, and I'll speak, like, I'll put my dietitian hat on for, like, a second Mm -hmm. and say it it does wonders when you prepare. Yeah. You know, like, when your body is really ready to do it, it seems to be easier. And I think mentally, too, I didn't want to complain too much for, honestly, for everybody's sake. Like, I signed up for it. Yeah. You know, I'm... You're pretty resilient, though, like, as just a human and a woman. Thank you. (laughs) No problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) so um kathy take it away we decided to like switch up i was going to interview alex and kathy's going to interview richard okay um let me see if we have oh we have one more question though before we get to richard um alex Mm -hmm. last but not least we got this question on the insta so, obviously, this was your decision and Kathy's decision, like, as a family that you were going to sign up for this process. But, obviously, you have extended family. You have a sister. You have a brother. You have parents. You mm-hmm. guys are a really close family. Like, what was their initial reaction? Like, they know us because we've all known each other forever, too. But um, what was their initial reaction for you guys signing up to do this? Were they worried? Was, like, your mom worried? Or was everybody, like, people at work, were everybody excited yeah nobody was worried i don't think um if anything people were curious to learn about the process but everybody was super supportive especially family when we initially brought it up um and kathy kind of talked my grandmothers through it and um, especially generationally when there's some questions about the the process and how does that all work and (laughs) yeah all that so she handled those conversations, but yeah. So speaking of grandmothers, like surrogacy has been around a long time, but earlier 
in life when it was around and called surrogacy and it wasn't called gestational carrier it was Mm -hmm. actually the woman's egg so surrogacy used to be like it was just like a male sperm and like their egg but um did anyone like that didn't understand the process like did they ask you i don't know if this is like ballsy for people to ask but they did did they think it was kathy's egg did they understand the ivf process um go ahead kathy I people say people don't ask like, did you sleep with Richard? Like they <laughs> well, don't no, ask no, that. Not that. But they but say they right. say so like how how you know and well, that's you, what they say. And you so, can like see it in their face that they're like confused. Right. They don't know about surrogacy. So like have you said people are confused on the process? Like did you have to explain IVF to a lot of people? Some people, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, and if it was my friend or. One of my family members, I would have had to ask too. You know, yeah. I didn't really know much about it. Yeah. And uh, so it, it made sense. But overall, everybody was super supportive. People at work have been super supportive and encouraging and excited for everybody. Love it. So exciting. Hey guys, we are excited to share with you our new partnership with Your Superfoods. Not only do they have great tasting product, but they are on a mission to help improve people's health through the power of plants. I fell in love with their superfood and plant protein mixes after I was diagnosed and started my lifestyle change. One of the founders is also a cancer survivor, which is why I came across their story. I make a ton of smoothies and my daughter Charlotte loves them too. Your Superfoods is 100% plant-based, no sweeteners, no soy, no dairy, gluten-free, and non-GMO. So you can purchase with our code SISTER15 and you will receive 15% off your purchase, any purchase, not just your first one. So go to YourSuper.com and use the code SISTER15, S-I-S-T-E-R-1-5, for 15% off your order. Go grab your superfoods. Well, it's Richard's turn now, and we're ready to hear this deep, sultry voice of his. <laughs> I'm ready. For, I'm, I'm curious to hear his answers too. So we're gonna let Kathy take it away um, and ask Richard some things now. Yes, I'm ready. All right. So Richard is the attendant father. <clears throat> I am carrying his son, <laughs> which is amazing, and it's really been a great time for us to be together on this trip and. Because Richard and I don't see each other as much, so it's nice to have, like, just quality time where he gets to hang with the bump. Yeah. So, (laughs) Richard, tell the listeners, when did you and Sarah first talk about surrogacy and kind of what were your initial thoughts about that process for you guys? Yeah, so I didn't know really anything about surrogacy. I I think probably the first time it came up was right around when Sarah had her, um, partial hysterectomy. Um, I think it was probably that day in the hospital was probably when I first heard, maybe you mentioned it to her or mentioned, mentioned it to both of us. I can't really remember, but, um, that, I mean, that was like a really heavy day, obviously that was in a lot of ways kind of, uh, I don't know, kind of like a, 
a, a funeral in some ways. Like mm-hmm. we were burying, you know, a lot of our our hopes, I guess, for future children, and and we were just kind of saying goodbye to all that. So that was, yeah. I, I was going to say too, um, a lot of people that don't know us personally and don't know our story, they um, have asked, "Oh, you have a daughter?" Because I guess they didn't really know that's how my, you know, that everything started but um i think richard and i we both come from big families like we're a family i'm a family of four from a family of four siblings and so is richard and our like dream as a family is always to give charlotte a sibling and to have multiple um obviously we're gonna be a family of four and we're thrilled but i think it was richard and i both it was like a moment where we were like fighting for my life but also like grieving what you thought maybe your life would be like grieving like future plans as a couple yeah exactly it was like it came up i think and i didn't obviously i wasn't i didn't really know anything about i heard sarah i think the kardashians maybe had, <laughs> did it or one of them did it or something so i knew like in a broad sense kind of what it was but i obviously wasn't hip to the ins and outs of it so i called um, kim and she gave us all the deets <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, I, <laughs> Sorry. so anyway, I think that was probably the first day, and and it probably like kind of went in one ear and out the other, just because like I said, that was the um, that was a pretty heavy day for everybody, and I don't think it, I don't think it really came up again t- for probably a couple months after that. After yeah. The dust had kind of settled from, from all that, and then once it did, is kind of when I started to do a deep dive on. Because you really have to re-educate yourself on a lot of things, like the the, you know, the female anatomy, the female body, how a baby's made, how, you know what I mean? Because you learn it when you're little, and then, I mean, I'm sure Kathy it was more in your wheelhouse than ours, because it kind of goes along with your yeah. field of study. I, f- I feel like, but for a guy, like, I-, I was pretty. Yeah, I feel like you're not alone. Actually, I talk to a lot <laughs> of even women now who still are like wait, can we go back to the basics? Like, I feel like the <laughs> basics actually are not ever taught unless you have fertility issues. And then you have to actually go back and and learn the basics. So when I was getting a partial hysterectomy, I literally had friends or like work friends or acquaintances that heard about a partial hysterectomy. They were like, and I was like, well, they just take your uterus, they leave your ovaries. And literally, I think I had someone say like, okay, where is the uterus? Like, what is the uterus? Isn't that terrible? And it was like, what? And I think I was just familiar with female anatomy because of my cancer journey. And like, they show you the diagrams and point everything out, but it's kind of complicated. It is complicated down there. Yeah. So I feel like what happened was like, we threw it out there. And I remember your oncologist throwing it out that like, Sarah, you could have a surrogate, but like you guys said, we were in the, this is Kathy talking. We were in the place of just making sure Sarah was going to be okay. So I feel like it was the next year. Like I remember the next February. So your hysterectomy was April of like 2018. I was going to say Richard said it was a couple months, but I think we were both just like in a fog. Realistically, after my partial hysterectomy, I had like six more months of chemo and then almost like maybe four more months of chemo and then a whole year where you have to wait before you do any kind of like egg retrieval. So it probably was like a good 13 or 14 months till we started to really have to, 
you know, conversations. And then you guys went to the fertility clinic really before you approached me and Alex, you guys took us out to breakfast, but because we had mentioned, but before that you guys went to the fertility clinic and just did like some basics. Yeah. Um, And I was going to say Richard, and you might want to speak to this too. You were having a lot of questions, but you also had a friend who had just gone through IVF and surrogacy. So you had at least someone in your life who, a good friend who had kind of had their wife go through that. Yeah, I had a good buddy who did it pretty, they were probably like six months ahead of us or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, so that was good to be able to kind of bounce, I guess, general questions off of them. But um, but yeah, I mean, it was, I guess it was probably like a year afterward and just trying to get you to the other side of getting healthy. And then <clears throat> once we felt a little better about that is when we started to uh, really look into it and talk to start having serious conversations with with you guys about mm-hmm. it. <clears throat> so you guys had gone to the fertility clinic just to like ask questions about mm-hmm. the finances of it and the process of it. Yeah, it's just kind of like a um, general concert consultation get general questions answered. I think they do like a general health screening to make sure you're even qualified or whatever to be able to do it. And when we went to breakfast, you guys took us out to breakfast because Sarah and I were like talking about it pretty seriously Mm -hmm. and we wanted the boys to be involved. And so you guys took us out to breakfast and just kind of filled us in on your console and what's what you had learned. So tell us about like you, you wanted to ask, but it was hard. Like I remember you also looked into agencies just to make sure like we felt like we had options. How were you feeling like when you sat down and started bringing this up with me and Alex? Yeah, no doubt. So for me, um, I, yeah. And that's another thing you and you and Sarah had kind of had some initial conversations before me and Alex ever did. And, um, you know, that was very, very important to me. Like as a man to man, it's obviously a huge ask of somebody. Um, so it's not like you're just, you know, Hey man, can I borrow your weed eater for a week or whatever? It's like, I'm totally can though. (laughs) I was going to say side note, we actually need, Uh need your weed eater. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a big, it's a big deal, obviously. And that was kind of, to piggyback on what Alex said earlier about what were your, I guess, initial fears or whatever. That was a big thing with me is I wanted to make sure I didn't want y'all to feel pressured at all. And I know Kathy, you were, you were kind of like, you know, you, you were voluntarily, you wanted Mm -hmm. to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, I told you guys, if you use somebody else, I'll be mad. (laughs) Right. But we knew that it was a long process and I had to be, and it's different for Alex too, I think. Cause you know, it's, when it's your wife, it's just, I know how that is. I know anyone who's had kids having a pregnant wife, men out there, if you, if you ever had a pregnant wife, you know how that, the, the challenge of that. Mm, so, so um, challenging. Yeah. I wanted to make sure Alex was, you know, cool with it. I wanted that too. I, like I've said, I'm, I'm usually a quick decision maker. So obviously mm. I knew that this was a big deal for our whole families, you guys, Alex, our kids. And so that initial conversation I think was getting Alex to understand the process as well. So, and also like on Richard and I side, we wanted to do our due diligence before 
you know, we were for sure like on board and, you know, you guys were on board, I mean. Um, and we did talk to a surrogacy agency because we just wanted to feel like you we had gone through all the options. And Richard, like you and I had a conference call with a weight surrogacy who, if anyone's listening, who doesn't have a sibling or a family member willing to um, be a surrogate, they're an incredible agency and they were incredible. They called me back at like 10 o'clock at night and were like, let's chat. So they were they were incredible, but we had Richard and I had kind of done some background work where we had just kind of looked at all several other options. But yeah, I think that was good. Y'all did that too to make sure we had an out if we all of a sudden exactly. felt red flags about it. Um, okay, so next question, Richard, you're having a son. Are you excited? Are you ready for baby number two? Are y'all ready for some sleepless nights in diapers? <laughs> we're ready. Yeah, I'm so hyped to have a son. Um, I am really just ready for like a different experience, honestly. I know, I mean, like Charlotte is my favorite little human in the world, obviously. Um, Wouldn't trade, you know, wouldn't trade her for the world. But just talking to you guys and other friends that have had boys, I think it's just a different thing. It's just a different experience so it's not you mean you don't love getting makeovers and <laughs> putting bows no, in your hair that's what I'm saying like we're just yeah. like why is everything pink <laughs> <laughs> yeah it'll just be a different like I don't get me wrong girls are the best I love Charlotte so much she's been and, and through our past like years she's been such a little ball of you know, tr- yeah, and the A, she's so transparent and innocent and just funny. And it's, she's been such a, she's been such a little light in our life that we've needed really, really bad. So she's been out like, yeah, the best, but I am excited to just do a different, it's just going to be a different, a different thing with a boy. It and, is. It's... Um, I'm excited for that for sure. Mm-hmm. So John Ryder's nurse, we're saying his name on the podcast, by the way, John okay. Ryder. Okay. <laughs> His nursery, Richard and I have been kind of doing it together, and I'm like a control freak, so I've been like overdoing it. Like, I'm like almost done pretty much. But Richard walked in the other day and he was like, Let's get some, like, he was like taking stuff down. He was like, Let's get some, like, deer heads and stuff on the wall in here or something. Like, yeah, it'll be cool just to kind of, you know, you've kind of taken the, the reins with Charlotte. Yeah. And I kind of defer to you in a lot of things. I feel like women raise women, men raise men, kind of, for the most yeah, part. I in, feel in like certain, I, yeah, there's for definitely, certain things, yeah. for certain, for certain yeah. things. For certain things, right. And that's what I'm saying. I'll, it'll be cool to, to take the reins on some things with a boy. Yeah. And it'll be sweet to have him, like, look up to you and, like, learn from you, like, as a father. I think that's exciting. So... While we're just in this stage of watching him grow and nesting and preparing, Richard, how does it feel to watch your baby grow in my belly? It's, to be honest, it's kind of like what Alex said. It's, it, it really hasn't been that weird. I thought it would be a lot. I thought it would be a lot weirder. But um, with guys to at least for me personally, I don't know, everyone's different, but even with Charlotte, I'd never felt super connected to Charlotte really until she was here and I held her and I had spent some time with her and changed her diaper and rocked her to sleep. All that stuff is kind of, I think men connect a little differently, Mm -hmm. obviously. Um, 
than women. And it's not as easy as for us to do it. You know, when you carry a child, you're kind of making that connection early, I guess, mm-hmm. through the pregnancy. Whereas we're, we're kind of off to the side and we can't really do that until they're here. So it really hasn't been that weird. I feel like, you know, and you've been awesome. You've been around, you know, I get mm-hmm. to see you a lot. And like Sarah's talking about, I get to feel and kick and, and all that stuff. So it's strange. I mean, obviously it's strange seeing your child in another woman's belly. Yeah. <laughs> we kind of have a little weird science family going on right now, but it's yeah. really sweet too. But yeah, it, it really hasn't been as weird as you may think. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree. I think, I don't think, I think many fathers relate to you in that where they're, they connect when the baby's born. Mm-hmm. So it's not too different. Mm-hmm. So, what did your what we asked Alex this question, but we want to know from your point of view what your friends and family thought when you told them you and Sarah were having a baby via surrogate? Oh, um, my friends were all just really happy for me. I don't they they're kind of idiots about it, like me. Like they, <laughs> I think they 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 looked at me like, wait, what? How is this possible? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. You know, once you explain it to them, like, this is me and Sarah's baby. It is our, it's, it's our DNA. It's our child. It's going to look like us, all that. Um, but, yeah, you, you have to explain it to them. Because, like I said, I, I, I just think the, the average American male probably isn't too aware of what the ins and outs of surrogacy. So, um, And then my parents were, were just excited. Like, yeah, I think the gen- – if you had to like boil it down to one word, I would just say like excitement. Everyone was just really excited for us, <clears throat> you know? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. We've had a lot of support, I think on all sides of our family. Mm-hmm. So that really helps. Um, so we've had kind of a different experience than most because of surrogacy, but also because of COVID. So Richard, you came to the transfer. You and Sarah had to take turns being back there with me at the transfer Um, And then, so like the conception. (laughs) And then you weren't able to come to an appointment again until 20 weeks. So was it hard not to feel involved? Um, Or I guess that's kind of typical too. Did you go to a lot of appointments with Sarah when she was pregnant with Charlotte? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did. Um, Again, I mean, it just, it hasn't felt that weird. I don't know why. Maybe it just, it's just different for the guy maybe, but you've been you know awesome i get plenty of daily updates from you and sarah and um so i feel like i've definitely been in the in the know it hasn't been weird in that way but yeah and it's loosened up some the restrictions so stupid yeah (laughs) i do feel like on the 20 week appointment though when you were actually there to like see the ultrasound and be there in person i do feel like something changed like it clicked or you like yeah. You got really excited when you saw Yeah, the past yeah. month has been it's become a lot more real, I think. Just seeing them on the on the um ultrasound. Ultrasound and then having Kathy her belly gets bigger. It's just gotten a lot more real and what are we three months out, four months out, so mm-hmm. you wanted to make sure he was a boy. Confirmed. You were like on the ultrasound. Yeah. Yeah, confirmed. Confirmed. So speaking of birth plan, this is the last thing we'll say because people do ask us this question about the birth plan and like the COVID restrictions. So we went through counseling initially and they did say, you know, we don't know how COVID restrictions are going to change. 
it may be just Sarah and Kathy in the delivery room. And we were like, okay, we know that's a possibility, but we we obviously want Richard, like the mother and the father of the baby, to be in the room. So thankfully now <clears throat> they've loosened up restrictions. Um, and our goal is for all four of us to be in the birth room. People ask that question. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be cool. I'm going to take a behind-the-shoulder approach, I think. <laughs> uh, Sarah, I think, is going to maybe cut the cord. I think we decided I was going to cut the cord. Um, so as an intended parent and a mom who is not actually giving birth to my son, I had a lot of questions about the actual birth and like the moments after. And then I had a friend who um, had already been through it who gave me a lot of insight. And Kathy and I are actually going to do a separate episode on birth plan and our plans for breastfeeding and like the hospital stay and kind of like what to expect but all in all I think we would all prefer to all be in the room Mm -hmm. and that will be a really sweet moment because the doctor who's Kathy's OB was also my OB with Charlotte and the one who found my cancer so I think it will just be a really sweet like full circle moment for everybody Um, so we're excited and we're hoping that the COVID Restrictions are like completely lifted by August. If not, we're gonna dress Alex up like a doctor, and oh, he's gonna sneak sure. on in. Yeah. I've always wanted to do that. You would yeah. totally be. I could totally see you as a doctor. Mm-hmm. Get some scrubs and a white coat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's all the questions we had for the boys today. I have a question. Okay, oh. Alex. Alex has a question. Okay. For off. Sarah and Richard. Oh, this is off. Yeah, going off script. Going off script here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if. Kathy hadn't been a viable candidate mm-hmm. and you were kind of forced to go a different direction, do you think that you'd be at this point in the journey or close to it? Or do you think you would have taken longer to consider your options? Oh, um, you know, I don't know if we'd be this far along. I think just because it was Kathy, things moved really quickly, and she's like the perfect candidate. I had no doubt that she would pass all their screening and stuff. But Richard and I take, we're both processors, and we both want to make sure we're doing the best thing for our family. So part of me feels like we would have taken a <clears throat> lot more time to like vet surrogates. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no um, doubt. It would have been a completely different path for sure. Yeah. I mean, Kathy's like, the I don't think we could have picked a better candidate <laughs> because you know she it's like what she does mm-hmm. yeah she take and we don't have to worry about there's just always the unknowns I guess with a stranger I, I don't know maybe not I mean, yeah I, I think I even if I wasn't like a, in the health profession you guys would at least trust me as a <clears throat> human to like make moral choices for the baby I'm taking care of. Yeah, I mean, you know? you're obviously my other half, so you're like pretty much like an extension of me. You also are an amazing mother. And so, yeah, I think that if Kathy, for some reason, backed out, or like you were like, this isn't gonna work for our family, or if she pa- didn't pass a test, like we probably would have taken several other months to just like vet the surrogate process. Mm-hmm. And I think it would have taken longer too. like. We, I don't, I can't speak to using an agency because we didn't do that, but I'm sure that with using an agency, there's a few other things that you have to jump through, but, um, we would have definitely still pursued surrogacy Mm -hmm. for sure. It probably just would have taken a little bit longer. Yeah. Any other questions, Alex? Yes. Uh, Richard. Or Richard. (laughs) 
This is so fun to have us all. It's usually Kathy and I, or maybe a guest. So, what were what were y'all's biggest fears? Oh, me and Kathy. Yeah, Kathy, what was your biggest fear? Oh, I. You know, my biggest fear was, as you said, you know, honestly, failure, like the the transfer not working and us having to do it multiple times, kind of my body going through the ringer for that. Thankfully, that wasn't the case. I'm just so grateful for that. Um, And then, so like my health and safety, but also that I was geared up and excited about it and then that it would subsequently not be an ideal thing for our family. But again, like like me and you talked about, kind of trusting the process, we had to have a lot of green lights and open doors to get to this point. So it felt easy considering the situation. So I just continued to like trust that process. But yeah, I think like the health and safety of myself and then their baby. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would say the exact same thing. Like my biggest fear is like, obviously I've, I'd been through a pregnancy, so I know what it kind of takes a toll on your body and how it is emotionally. And I think just I knew what to expect and I'm probably not the best person to ask because like I didn't really have a great pregnancy like I had a lot of complications afterwards so mm-hmm. my number one was just to make sure that Kathy was safe and healthy physically but also safe and healthy emotionally and so that's been like my number one concern like the whole time but we've had a really good experience so far knock on wood like it just is you know we've had amazing doctors who have assured us of a million things um, we've been over and above and beyond like the testing and the precautions. So, um, it's been really smooth so far. It's been really happy about that. Mm. Well, guys, <clears throat> we have to get back to the beach. <laughs> we're, we're on our, we've rented some cabanas for the day. We have two cabanas next to each other. It is a dream. We have perfect weather, so we need to get back to the sun, but we're excited to air this episode. Boys, husbands. Thanks for um, amusing us and being on the podcast mm-hmm. today. Anytime. Yeah, thanks for having us. <laughs> bye, right, guys. Bye, everybody. Bye. bye.